0: Psalms chapter 118, Psalms 118, Uh, thank y'all so much, that was wonderful, and uh, I owe uh, Olivia an apology, I should have moved these blocks so people could have seen her when she was singing, but uh, uh, great job uh, singing, and uh, we certainly uh, rejoice in God's goodness. If you can't have fun at church, uh, I don't know where you can have the right kind of fun, and uh, it's, it's, it's a joy uh, to be amongst God's people. Psalm chapter 118, uh, tonight I'm going to just kind of walk us through some things. I'm going to read the entire chapter tonight, and I'll make some comments along the way. And uh, I just want to reflect uh, very briefly tonight as I get into the message, uh, some of the things that God has done for us, and just highlight some things uh, to remind us, and then uh, I want to use the message in this, pa- this chapter to kind of give an explanation why. The simple answer is God. Yes. Everything we have that is good, God has given us. Yes. We can take credit for nothing. God is so good to us. God blesses us. We don't even, we're not even aware of the things God's doing for us. Matter of fact, there are things that are going to happen next year that God has already set into motion. Yes. And God has already put the things in motion. There are things that God is going to put into motion based on your faith this year. There are things based on whether or not we continue to press forward. There are things that God is good, that will reap the benefits of years in advance that God will set, He'll put them in motion now. That's how good God is. We don't always see everything that God is doing, but I want to reflect and I want to give uh, some, uh, I'll use the word explanation why and remind us of why. And then if God has blessed us for these particular reasons in the past, I just believe that God will do it again. And God will do greater things for us than truly that double portion. And so, then I'll conclude the message tonight with just uh, some things that uh, to remind us of that I think that are that, that some things I think will happen this year and then uh, into the future for us to be praying about. And uh, so, uh, should be an, an exciting thought as we reflect on what God has done and what God's going to do. Psalms one eighteen. We'll begin reading with verse number one, and we'll read the entire chapter. Uh, aren't you glad that the text isn't Psalm one nineteen? And uh, we'll read through the entire chapter. Psalm 118, verse number one. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. We can just stop right there. And you say, well, what else is coming? It doesn't matter what else is coming. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We complain like God's not good, we gripe like God's not good. And I know everything in this world, everything in our life is not perfect, but we ought to give thanks unto the Lord for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Uh, There's no expiration date on God's mercy. It was God's mercy that saved you, God's mercy that saved me, and there's no expiration date on that. How long is that going to last? Forever. How long will it endure? Forever. Well, how long is forever? It's forever. Uh, There's no end to God's mercy. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. You get the idea? God's mercy endureth forever. Amen. Verse number uh, five. I called upon the Lord in distress. Boy, when you and I get in distress, we got to call upon the Lord. Yes, As your pastor, I'm available for you. I should be the second person you call upon, not the first. The Lord should be who you call upon in your time of distress. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me. Aren't you thankful that in our distress He always answers? He doesn't always answer the way we want Him to answer, but He always answered. And set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Well, one of the great statements that you'll ever think of and ever uh, read or have repeated is with men who spend time with God, uh, they're not intimidated by man. Uh, The more more you get to know God and see His greatness and see uh, His magnificence, His power. Uh, Verse number 8, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Kind of along some of the things I've been saying. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees, they are quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song. And has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Let me pause right there before I read the uh, last verse. Think about that. Thou art my God. Well, you think of Jehovah God. Don't just talk about him in terms of of his existence and, and his position. Of course, certainly uh, we know who God is. But God, he is my God, yes. and he is your God. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. And then the last verse, verse 29, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So, Pastor, what should we give thanks to God for? For he's good. His mercy endureth forever. I want us to look at verse 23 and 24 again. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I think this is a good day to rejoice in God's goodness. Tomorrow is going to be a pretty good day to rejoice in His goodness too. This evening I want to just speak for a few minutes on rejoicing in the marvelous works of the Lord rejoicing in the marvelous works of the lord father help us tonight as we reflect on some things help us tonight as we see some truths that are immutable some truths that uh, last forever and father may we be reminded of them may we be uh, reflect on your goodness tonight and father as we do so for the next few moments uh, you know that the intention tonight is, while we reflect on that, to use what you've done for us to look forward into the future for what you're going to do. And Father, while you're a good God and we rejoice in what you've done and we stop halfway through this year and uh, reflect on your goodness and give thanks and honor for what you've done for us as a church, uh, may we not rest on what has been done. May we rejoice in it but may we press forward to what can be done. And Father, I pray that you would bless your church tonight, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we look at the marvelous things that God does, we must also always reflect on the beginning of verse 23. This is the Lord's doing. I have found myself in conversation uh, throughout, not just this year, but especially this year, uh, talking to many of you, talking to preacher friends talking to uh, other people and trying to give an explanation of how did this happen how did this come about i've got to hear the story and honestly there's some things that i can give some of the details but they just have to be summed up this is the lord's doing we'll explain everything that's going to take place with that I, i can't because it's the lord's doing Well, what what is the purpose behind it? Well, this is the Lord's doing. Uh, How how is it going to be used? This is the Lord's doing. Can you give some details? Well, I can give all the details I have, but this is the Lord's doing. And if God does it, it's a marvelous thing. Sometimes God does something you're not expecting, and he doesn't tell you all the reasons why he's doing it. He doesn't tell you everything that he's going to use it for. So I think we ought to just sit back and say, well, it's marvelous. Why? Because God did it. Uh, What's going to be the fruit of it? Well, there's going to be fruit of it because God's involved in it. But this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And if God's in it, it's a marvelous thing. We as God's people need to take time daily, really, and reflect on the goodness of God. It's marvelous. We ought to rejoice in the marvelous works that he does. 2023 has been a year that's been certainly not without challenge, but our theme is that double portion. God's been good to us as a church through the years. And as I've already reflected many times and reminded us many times, I'd like for God to do a double portion. I believe God is big enough to do twice what he's done in the past. I believe that even limits God to a degree. But I'd like for God to bless us in that double portion we have sought to hit some reset buttons, if you will, with the Great Commission and focus on winning people with the gospel and not just winning people, but seeing them take those next steps in their Christian life, see them grow. What a challenge for us to try and fulfill the Great Commission in our own life and to win somebody and to, 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 to encourage them and, and, and have a part in them growing and them getting baptized and becoming part of the church and then being able to win somebody else to Christ. What a wonderful, wonderful goal that is. We've set the goal of doubling our church attendance. And certainly God has been good to us, of course, the summertime. uh, People are coming and going and and the momentum stalls a little bit, if you will, but really it is not because we have uh, members who get, are out on vacation, but we still have visitors and and, and new members and people being saved. And and uh, in my mindset, it's like, let's just get through summer so everybody can get back and then we can build this momentum and reach that goal for the Lord. We have new members this year. And... Uh, I'll, I'm not going to complain about the old members still here, but uh, uh, we have many new members that the Lord's brought to the church, and I pray I pray often, pray often, Lord, call out who you want to call out, but bring here. You know what you're doing here. You know the my, what you've put in my heart. Bring to this church those that you want here to help fulfill these things. Uh, help us to reach more people. Not only do we have a Many new members. Uh, we have uh, many new attenders. They've yet to join. They've yet to uh, come into the church, but they are uh, attending the church. And you say, Pastor, does it bother you when you have an attender and are not a member? Well, then, an attender is a prospect to be a member. And uh, so uh, I thank the Lord for that. We should not take for granted the number of visitors we have each and every Sunday. We just, just a reminder for us, as we are doing already to do our part into extending a hand of friendship, to being friendly, to uh, not be, you know, we say, well, we want people to come and we don't wanna act like we don't want them to be there when they get there. Uh, But we've got many, many new visitors and we're thankful for that. As a ministry, and I'll just touch on these quickly before I get into the outline, certainly our camp ministry and having camp this year, what a blessing that is and the number of people saved and decisions that have been made there, we rejoice in that. And I'm excited about the future of our camp ministry. Uh, The Amanda Ranch and how God has brought that about and what God is going to use that. He's already using that. And I'll mention something about that at the end of the uh, service and uh, how that's just another avenue of ministry to help people. And that encouraging and helping people grow is part of the Great Commission. It is part of investing in other people. And certainly there's a missions aspect of that I'll mention in just a few moments. And then... One of those things where I find myself, not just with the ranch and, and all these other things, but trying to explain to people uh, how it came about is the addition to our aviation ministry, our missions ministry of the 737. So we added that to our fleet of aircraft, uh, uh, which is our first of our fleet of aircraft. Um you, you're gonna laugh at the end of this message, I promise you. When I when I when I present something else to you, but but uh, um, uh, and we praise the Lord for that. Amen. You say, "How in the world were you were you were you uh, expecting that?" Well, I'd like to sit here and say, "Yeah, I had it down in my calendar. Uh, that this is the I'm not shocked by it because we serve a big God, and I've mentioned to you many many times over the last year, many times this year. I believe God's looking for a people who will just say." God, we believe you're big enough to do even beyond what we can even imagine, where we can, you can do beyond uh, what, uh, what, what we can do. So we praise the Lord for all of those things. Uh, we certainly today, the reflection of the additional funds given in the, uh, the things that are in the works for building in. Uh, Certainly the things that have taken place in our school, and our school property, and the progress of of things there, and certainly we rejoice in all of that. God is blessing us tremendously. Uh, The Preacher's Delight Conference that will be upon us before we know it in October, uh, it's going to be a record number that are here. And when I say I don't know how everybody's going to get in the building, I'm not just saying that. Uh, Now, you still be here. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be, you say, why is that significant? Because there's something that people are seeing that God is doing and they say, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of what God is doing. It's opportunity for us to encourage. I want to give you four things tonight, four thoughts in part of this and really most of this, the whole outline tonight is going to remind us of why we are experiencing the blessings of God. Because aren't we being blessed? Uh, God is blessing us. And something that I've touched on tonight, I've touched on in the, in the weeks prior, really it was highlighted many times in our series on Joseph and Sunday school, is when you do what is right and you obey this book, God blesses. Now, he doesn't always drop that blessing in that exact moment. But as I mentioned a moment ago, he'll set some things in place because you've proven that you're willing to be obedient. You're proven that you're willing to step out by faith. You don't always see the benefit of that faith, but there is a benefit of faith. And we, when you do that, God... Blesses and God is blessing. I touched on it, I believe it was last Sunday night, in the message on the harvest that uh, God pays a good wage. And if we're busy about reaching people, God will take care of everything else. There's, there's been some things in the past that haven't always been easy, and they've been difficult, and 's been taken great faith to get through, but I want us to see tonight that we are being blessed, and I want at the end of the message, I'm going to... Uh, mention some things that I hope will uh, get us excited and and keep us pressing forward in the future. But let me say, uh, number one, why we can rejoice in the marvelous works of the Lord is, number one, we pick the right side. Look with me at verse number six. The Lord is on my side. Why is the Lord on my side? Well, because we're on his side. Uh, We're his children. He's on our side. We stand by this book. He's on our side. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I'll just say it very bluntly, and I'll not spend a lot of time there, but this church through the years has faced satanic opposition. There have been men who've been under the influence of Satan who've tried to destroy this church, they've tried to destroy this ministry, who've tried to hinder what God has doing. Let me tell you why God's blessing, and let me tell you what I can say with great confidence tonight. This church has seen nothing yet. It's not because of your goodness. It's not because of my goodness. It's because we stood on the right side. It's because God's church is worthy to be stood for, because the Word of God is worthy to stand on, because the souls of men are worthy to fight a spiritual battle for. And when you stand and you pick the right side, God blesses that. God honors that. Uh, God God will reward that. And in the future, I say that because there's a track record of, of, of Satan trying to hinder what God is doing, and then we stand with God on his side, and then God blesses. We need to be reminded as we Enjoy the blessings of God, and, 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 and I'll say, and you're just going to have to forgive me because there are some things that the Lord's put in my heart. There's some things that God has given me the glimpse of in the future. A year from now, I think we're going to be shocked. We're going to be surprised at even the things that God continues to do. And let me tell you why we'll be able to see those things. One, it's because God's a good God. But secondly, it's because we pick the right side. We pick the Lord's side, and as long as you pick God's side, you're going to win you think of the sports and the athletics and you have those fair weather fans. And it's like, who's going to win this year? That's who I'm pulling for. Let me help you. We're red and black. Anyway, uh, you say, who, who, who are those Who are those fair weather fans? Whatever team's winning, that's who they're for. You say, well, that, well that, that's the team I want to be on the winning side. Let me help you. When it comes to God, you just pick his side and you're going to win every time. You're going to be on the right side every time. We can rejoice in the marvelous works of the Lord because we picked the right side. Number two. We can rejoice in the marvelous works of the Lord because we follow by faith and not man's logic. Verse number eight. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. I... This is by 11th years. as your pastor. We've celebrated 10 years in January, and it has been an unconventional 10 and a half years. Logic would say no. If I had followed man's counsel, we would not be reaping the benefits of God that we're seeing. Quite frankly, there's some of you that would be on your way to hell because if, we had, if I had not followed, if we as a church had not followed what God was doing, we would not have been where we were, doing what we should have done. We follow by faith and not man's logic. It is better to trust in the Lord to put confidence in man, even if you're the man we're talking about. In, in good men, not just evil men, good men. You ought to have, and I want to be a pastor where you can have confidence in, but I want you to have confidence in me because I'm on the Lord's side. I want you to have confidence in me because I have confidence in God. But even more confidence in your pastor, young people, your parents, you don't have confidence in God. We follow by faith. I was thinking about not just this year, but the years prior, and, and I was thinking about, and of course, we all know in... in, in and I'll use Brother Chitty as an example because he always, every time he comes, he says, you people are crazy. And the reason why he says that is because he knows our story. Right. He knows the crazy things that we have done. I'm just thinking about all the different, from the relocation, everything that we, we, we've accomplished. This is the way I, it, I can sum it up tonight. God led the pastor. There are things that God put in my heart that I was willing to plant my feet on and die over because I knew God had put them in my heart. And I had determined that I was going to do them if I did them all by myself. I was hoping my wife and kids would come with me, but if I was all by myself, God led the pastor, the pastor followed God. The things that the Lord put in my heart were not by my my intelligence, were not by my comprehension, pastor followed God the pastor led the people the people followed the pastor and now we're reaping the blessings because God didn't just want me where we are in a physical location and spiritually where we are he wanted his church To be in the situation we are. And of course, there's a lot of things that can be applied to that. uh, I was was making some notes and I said, well, I'll talk about the relocation. I was like, oh, I need to make that plural, relocations. But it's faith. Faith. I often reflect of that tiny little building on X-Line and the how hot those Sunday nights and Wednesday nights were with the doors open and people sitting on the porch, Sunday school under oak trees, school on school buses. I don't know why that sounds unconventional, but having school on school buses, the three Sunday morning services. Those of you that came when the tent was up, this was before the tent was up. Then the services in the tent with the, the wildlife sightings. <laughs> this is true. If you weren't here, this, this is true. We, of course, there were frogs. There were ducks. Also spotted was llamas, peacocks, zebras, I'm being for real. Zebras. But God was good to us, wasn't he? People were saved, added to the church. Once in a while we'll be reminded that wherever God takes us, we're going to be happy. But when God knows that he has a people that where he leads, he'll follow, they'll follow. God will bless those people. Then, of course, we got the tent, and then, of course, God provided this property for us. You oh, know, and some people would look at the sprung structure and the, the dome, and you have my preacher friends come in and say, oh, we have having service in the mosque or service in the onion or whatever. So I'm just happy to have restrooms on the inside. I'm happy that when it rains, you don't need a kayak to get from the parking lot to the front door. Uh, boy god 's been so good now sometimes we get frustrated because now the the line for the restroom is 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 long and and we have other things that we 're waiting on God to do. but when you follow by faith and not man 's logic, God blesses he blesses that 's why i'm i 'm very confident if we don 't mess it up god 's going to continue to bless and add and we 're praying now for for the due diligence that's being done in the city and what comes out of that and and the best way to move forward to that. But I'm confident that we are breaking ground this year and that buildings will begin to be constructed. We will get space. You know why? Because God's a good God. And we as a church have shown God that if we have to meet in a field underneath a bunch of oak trees to have church because that's where he wants us to be, then we'll be willing to do it. I mean, how have you, and that's not even a, one of those sayings preachers say. That was literal. I mean, how many times was it okay? we got to figure out where we're having church on Sunday night. And God did some great things because we follow by faith and not man's logic. I point that out because I'm, I'm, I'm asking you and I've asked you to follow by faith things that God has put into my heart. This seems really, really big. Pastor, why can't we be satisfied? There's no zebras. There's no llamas. And I'm not going to say no frogs because as soon as I say that, God's going to remind me that uh, he's in control. We must continue to act by faith because what God deals with your pastor and puts in his heart, I have a responsibility to say this is what God wants us to do. Then we have a responsibility by faith to say this is what we're going to do. And then we can sit back and watch God do what only God can do. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Oh, keep the, our faith. Let's continue to be a people of faith. Number three, through the many years and certainly the many months, let me say Christ has remained the focus. In verse 22, the psalmist is referencing, of course, the Lord and This is quoted several times in the gospel. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. That stone is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the headstone, the cornerstone of the church. And Christ must remain the focus. Christ has remained the focus. And the Lord has reminded us through the years that If Christ is the message, people can still get saved when they can't fit in the building. People can still get saved uh, when there's a tent. People can still get saved when when the circumstances aren't perfect. And haven't we been blessed to see the number of people saved? Christ has remained the focus. Christian, let me challenge you. If Christ is not the focus, make him the focus in your life. Mom and Dad, let me challenge you. If Christ is not the focus of your home, make Christ the focus of your home. Church, it seems odd to say this to a church, but we must always make sure Christ is the focus of the church. He is the cornerstone. He is the founder, the head of the church. And as long as Christ is the focus, Christ is going to make a way. Jesus won't, I mean, God wants this world to hear about Christ. And there's a people by faith willing to to help advance the cause of Christ, God's going to pay the way. God's going to make a way. It, God wants Jacksonville to be saved. God wants everybody to hear the gospel. God wants, God wants families to, to, to have Christ as the, the, the center of their home. God wants that next generation that, that comes up and those children. They, he wants them to hear about Jesus and be saved at an early age. He wants this city to be saved. So if there's a people who are willing to take the gospel, and he's the focus, God will take care of everything that we need. Sometimes we just have to be reminded we don't need everything we think we need. Then number four, aren't you proud of me to see how fast I'm going tonight? The church is strong due to its foundation. Verse 22, the stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. I can't think of a stronger structure than the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, the rock, the anchor. There's nothing stronger than that. And the church is strong due to its foundation. I often chuckle because sometimes when you run into people and uh, sometimes it's, 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 You'll be somewhere and there'll be uh, preachers that you haven't seen in a while. You'll be out in the community and you'll see people you haven't seen in a while and they'll say, How are things going? So, man, things are going great. And you tell them some of the things that God is doing and they, and they, and they almost look surprised because you go to church in an onion. I mean, you got a FEMA camp set up on your property. I mean, I. Just from the out, from perception, is you and I need to be reminded that the church is strong when Christ is its focus. The church is strong tonight. You know why we can stand here and say, "Boy, we can rejoice in the marvelous works of the Lord," because we're reaping for our stand, our faith, our cause our commitment. When you have the right stand, you'll reap that. I remind you from the life of Joseph, it took a while before him to reap that, but he reaped it. Our faith, our faith in God. Well, you think of how many times in scripture, and, and I don't have the references in front of me, and I can't recall them right now, where God reminds his people that you've limited the Holy One of Israel. How do you limit a God who named all the stars? By lack of faith. Jesus spoke of cities that there were many mighty works not done because they did not have faith. I don't ever want that to be the story of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. We rejoice in his goodness, but on every one of you, you could have had more. You could have done more. I would have used you in a greater way if you had just believed and not limited God. Friend, I, I don't know about you, but God has reminded your pastor that he's even bigger than we are often reminded. He's not limited in any way. He's, as I was thinking about a couple of years ago launching this building campaign, of course we need the, 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 proper, we need the, the buildings and things haven't progressed as, as quickly as I have wanted them to and you want them to and reminded what God is doing. And there's several things God has done since then that you see the wisdom and of course God knows what he's doing. And you think of all of these things and you think of what God has done and what God is doing. God is a big God. And when you say, well, you know, is 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 this when there's a change from one president to another, you're like, well, we know this 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 party is notorious for for raising taxes and inflation's coming, is it the best time? But what I got to say is we committed that million dollars in a pledge, didn't we? We're getting close to having that done. That's an amazing thing. In the midst of inflation, In the midst of everything that is going on, God has still been good. You know, God is bigger than a million dollars. You say, well, I don't have it. God has it. And if we're faithful to be a conduit, he'll give it so that we can do more for him. The church is strong due to its foundation. Let me conclude this way. Having looked at everything God has done for us and being reminded of his goodness and his capability, I want to remind us of our goal to double our attendance this year. When the summer is over, well, you know, I'll say by the calendar because when the summer's over in Florida, it's December. But, you know, when when we get to that later in the summer year, we're going to push again to double our attendance. We're going to Lord willing, and it's, 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 it's something I'm planning on doing, is, is we're going to be purchasing a couple of more buses and, and starting some of our bus routes back. And you say, Pastor, we don't have the space yet. Well, when the weather gets a little cooler, we'll have, we've got 20 acres. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but as I, did, I, as I was praying and the Lord impressed upon me, it's not time to wait on space anymore. It's time to reach people. And uh, God will provide the space. And so we double our attendance this before the year ends. And so uh, I want to remind you and encourage you to be praying about that. and be thinking about who you can invite and keep that goal that if, how do we double? Everybody just get one person in church. And uh, if we can do that, say, well, I've already got my one. I'm off the hook. Okay, well, you get two in case somebody else doesn't get one. Uh, let's not stop reaching people with the gospel. We'll break ground this year. And that's going to be an exciting thing. I don't know the details of that. I don't know what it will be. As, as you know, we went through our uh, fellowships, and I've mentioned it from the pulpit several times, that uh, our civil engineer is doing the, our, the due diligence study with the county, with the uh, city, and all the different entities, finding out where utilities are, what the best strategy is. And doing that is going to help us uh, 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 know, find, it's going to help us financially know how to pursue but know how and when all that will take place but I don't see any reason why we won't be able to break ground this year Um, I can't tell you exactly what I believe is going to come about or how we're going to do it but I do believe we're going to have more space available to us by the end of the year Uh, the double portion offering um, I hope you're not disappointed because we set a goal for 50 and there's been 30 units given Uh, I'm not disappointed by that at all uh, in that giving, if you were to take t- tonight those who I know have communicated to me, and I'm sure there's others uh, who gave towards their capital campaign, if you took that and put it in the units, we'd have 50. And so uh, the double portion offering, God is going to give that. And you may not share my confidence in that. You may. But God's going to give that. And uh, I'll tell you why, because we're going to do what we can do. Let me tell you how you want this double portion and say, Pastor, I will, get, I will help any way I can help. If I can do it, I can do it. Let me tell you how you can assure that God will do that. Those of you that make capital campaign commitments, keep those. If you keep those by faith and your commitment, well, God will bless that. Maybe you came, since we took those campaign commitments, I talk about them, and you don't know what, what I'm talking about. I'd love to talk to you about what I'm talking about. That's a way for you to jump in and say, I'll give towards a double portion offering. It can, and, I, and God will give it. But we must continue to do what we can do by faith and allow God to do the rest. The Amanda Ranch, as we've talked about, if you've come recently not aware of this, of course, this is a ranch named after my daughter in New Mexico through um, uh, Brother Chetty and our relationship with him and supporting him through all these years. It's going to be a help to um, hurting families, pastors. Um, it's the same concept as the Preachers Delight Conference. If we can encourage one pastor, that helps a church. If we can encourage one pastor, if we can encourage one Christian, and uh, many of you know the story of my daughter Amanda, and uh, there will also be a missions aspect of that with missions trips, and uh, the ranch is right next to uh, part of the ministry there, Brother, Brother Chitty's ministry, and so uh, we can have host missions trips there, and, uh, and, and God can use, work in the heart of an individual on the missions trip, but also continue to help the ministry to the Navajo people, Uh, who were there, and certainly with with Brother Chitty. And so, uh, Brother Dave, you can go ahead and put a a slide up. Something I want you to be thinking about and praying about. On November 30th of this year, uh, which is Amanda's birthday, we're having a birthday party in the grand opening of the Amanda Ranch. And so we're going to have a ribbon cutting there. You're all invited. Brother Nathan, Brother Mike, let's have the plane ready by, uh, by then, and um, I'm not sure we have enough seatbelts, but uh, uh, I, 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 we're going to have a, a ribbon cutting there. Uh, the grand opening, families will be lined up after that. Uh, we're going to stream that live, and so as it gets closer, I'm going to want you to, to, to watch the, the uh, grand opening, and uh, I thought that this ministry is going to be open uh, for God's honor and for God's glory. And so, uh, I want you to be praying about that. I want you to be, be, uh, thinking about that. I'll have a meeting, uh, towards the end of the month. Many have encouraged me to, uh, do this and ask me about this. Many of you have asked how you can help with the Amanda ranch at the end of the month. And I'll have it in the bulletin and, and announce it. we'll have a meeting, uh, on, on, on a weeknight where you can come and I'll tell you how you can be a help, help and involved in this, this ministry, uh, but I want you to be uh, uh, praying about that. I'm excited about this. Um, this is an, you, you know, most of you, I'm sure, if not everybody knows that we, my wife and I, we had a daughter who the Lord took to heaven and the Lord has used her life. And uh, I, I don't talk about it often, but I feel very, very impressed that with the Amanda Ranch uh, to uh, use the things that God's put in my life to be a help to other people and certainly the Amanda Ranch is going to be one of those and so uh, you be praying about that uh, another avenue of ministry if those of you that were here this past Wednesday night there was a pastor here uh, who pastored in St. Lucia he, uh, uh, he I don't know what you call a St. Lu- somebody in St. Lucia other than a St. Lucian I don't know if that's, if that's how, how they're referred to but uh, he, is, he was born and raised there has uh, pastored there uh, has a burden for his people has a burden for the entire Caribbean. And uh, later in the year, I was already scheduled through uh, this man and through a pastor friend here in the States of mine to go to the Grand Cayman and uh, have a, a conference there uh, training national pastors. I'm grateful for the opportunity, the influence that God has given us uh, to train uh, other men. And we, we take for granted what we have. Uh, the, the, these men in these Spanish-speaking countries in Africa and certainly in the Caribbean as well, they don't have the resources. Uh, this brother was telling me the, the, the one meeting they had where somebody brought over Bibles and the sprint from the pastors to go get a study Bible, to get a Bible that they could, they could, they could use and have a greater way of studying. Most of us probably have that many Bibles in our house and we take those things for granted. Uh, one of the conversations I had with a with brother who was here, he's like, he says, I want you to come to my church, and I want you, if you would, to train my people in the Great Commission. He has a desire to reach his people. Well, they have a ministry that is is organized to try and reach uh, the entire Caribbean. And, uh, and uh, the Lord is opening that door for... Uh, me personally, in our church to be involved in uh, reaching uh, more people. And you think about what God has opened the avenue for. For We have Operation Light in Africa, and, and I'll bring pictures in another day, but uh, there's, a, there's a building being built that, that your giving has provided for uh, in Africa. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that God's enabled us to be in. And by the way, we forget that. God God takes note of that. And if we're willing to advance his cause so other people can have a church. Don't worry about God taking care of us. God's going to take care of us uh, because we're willing to help his cause. And so uh, there'll be an opportunity, as the Lord allows, uh, for me to go into the Caribbean to these places. Don't feel too bad for me. Uh, But uh, to go into the Caribbean to train these national uh, pastors, and it'll be an opportunity for us as a church. Uh, The Caribbean's not far from us to uh, jump right into there, take a team uh, into the Caribbean, soul winning, train their soul winners. Uh, there's, a, there's, a national, there's several conferences that are held uh, that uh, I've been invited to uh, help uh, uh, preach in them and train them. And as the Lord allows me to go, I want to do that. To me, that's a wonderful thing, uh, to have an opportunity as a church to reach into. As we have a Bible college, we have young people who are geared towards ministry and feel that's what God wants for their, their life. That's a great opportunity. Uh, it, it's it's an open door, especially because most of those islands are, are English speaking, and so there's no language barrier. And so uh, I pray I praise the Lord for that. And this is part of what you're going to laugh at me about. We were discussing, you know, the opportunity there in the Caribbean, and you know, the he knew about the aviation through. The mutual pastor friend who, who, who's invited me to, to get involved in this, and, and how the prospect of getting Bibles over and materials over. And so we were talking in the midst of conversation that came I was like, if we only had a boat, I told you you were going to laugh. If we only had a boat that we could get from island to island. And so that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And so if we pray for a John boat and God gives us a cruise ship, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and you might say, Pastor, you're crazy. Um, God's a big God. And uh, God can do and is doing. you think about, we, because it's us, we don't always think about the reach that this church has. Men reaching their villages in Africa, and this church this church supports them. People were saved in Africa under a roof this church paid for. When we need a building, see, Pastor, that just doesn't make good business sense. I'm okay with that because it makes gospel sense. It makes it makes it makes it makes soul sense for people to be able to hear the gospel. God's, ta- God's, trust me, trust me when I say, God's taking very, very good care of us. And the things that we'll see in the future by God's grace and by God's blessing, we're not going to lack anything. But even if we did, if it's what God wanted us to do, it's worth doing. Amen. The opportunity we have to uh, make a difference around the world, and that leads us to go, and put the last slide up, uh, of course, we're aware of the, the patents in uh, reaching Spanish nations and the dream of always having an aviation ministry. And so that is evolving from the reaching Spanish nations to reaching the Western Hemisphere. And so with the addition to be able to get the gospel into the Caribbean, you know, I'll be okay if, if, if God uses us to get the gospel around the world. That'd be an amazing thing to have that opportunity. And uh, there's other things that's going to go with that that I'll talk about. Um, but now that we have the opportunity to get into Central America, South America, as we can, pray for Brother Peyton. He flies to Honduras uh, tomorrow. And uh, he's flying commercial, so that'll motivate him to get that plane in the air. And so uh, uh, you, you, you pray for him this coming week as he'll be in a conference training national pastors. And so um, it's, an, it's an open door that God has given us. So God is broadening... Uh, What he has for us to do, all of this God has put the pieces in the place, and the aviation is part of this. And this is all I I can say, and this all I'm going to say. But even in recent days, with the addition of this ministry to the Caribbean, there's conversations that 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 have been had. Let me tell you, I'm very confident, and I and I know. you know, it's like Pastor, do you know how much it is to operate that aircraft? Trust me, I know but I'm very confident that God is already putting the right people in our path to keep that aircraft in the air, filled with soul winners, Bibles, tracts, and materials to get the gospel to these places we're talking about. We've just had to be willing to go, and God will take care of the way. Uh, You know, it's almost, you know, and Brother Peyton and I have talked about this and talking to some of his supporting churches. It's, it's almost like some are disappointed that God answered their prayer with a 737. <laughs> and we were just praying for God to provide eight, you know, a way for us to get to these places easier and quicker. And, and God gives a 737. <sighs> well, that don't make no sense to me. How about whoopee, let's be, let's be excited, let's rejoice in what God has done. I can't explain it. He dropped a $5 million aircraft on us. I, I, I guess he can get it in the air. Yeah. I guess he can send some people along the way, and all I can say at this point is he already is doing that. And uh, it's, so you continue to pray about that and pray about what God is doing and is going to do I believe we have yet to see the influence that God is going to give us the opportunity to have when it comes to getting the gospel out. I don't know of a greater church to do this. I don't know of another church. I don't know of another church that God has placed this in the heart of their pastor. I'm not special. But I just want to do what God has given me to do. I'm at least, if it can be said about me, I'm at least willing if God says, walk out on the end of that limb, I'm willing to walk out there. Now I'd appreciate it if some of you don't try sawing it off when I'm out there but I'll walk out there and to this point God's people have been willing to go with me to where God wants us to go. What a great great opportunity we have as a church and a ministry. It's not lost on me and us and this is good for us and, I, and I, I'm going to read one verse in just a moment we'll go to the invitation I'll let you go. But I think this is, a, this is important. This is an important night for us to think about what God has done and what God is going to do. We're, go, we're on pace to have between 80 and 100 preachers here this October. That's a big responsibility for this church. That's a lot of influence. I can name national ministries that won't have that many come to their conferences, their meetings. What does that say? That says this church has an opportunity to be an influence for the cause of Christ. I will lord willing go to these different meetings, these international meetings I'm I'm scheduled to go to Africa next August to have a to to preach at a national for the their pastors for two or three of those African nations and and see the works that uh this church has helped start. These Spanish-speaking, we're scheduling meetings as my schedule will allow, and I want you to really pray for me to not just have health but have wisdom as all these things are coming all at one time. I didn't plan when all these things would come. But it's not lost on this church literally the hundreds of churches that we have an opportunity to have an influence on. We have an opportunity to provide books, Bibles, Tracks, training, encouragement. I can't think of a better people for God to use. You think of that around the world, the opportunity to influence hundreds of pastors, and the result of that is hundreds of churches around the world. That ought to humble us. It ought to excite us. But it ought to humble us and to remind us of the importance for us to step forward by faith. For us to keep moving forward for the cause of Christ. I'll conclude by reading verse 29 again of Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. God is good. We've been able to help start four or five churches in Africa I pray that we'll have an opportunity before it's all said and done for there to be a hundred churches we help start in Africa. These other opportunities, I say this like this, I don't know what all God's going to do with the aviation and the aircraft, but I say this, this aircraft that he's given us, is the first aircraft that he's given us. We chuckle at the boat ministry, I don't know what to call that, the gospel crews, I don't know. <laughs> but to hear the plea of this man And there's 40 million people in the Caribbean. And when those storms come through, see, if you've been on a cruise, you've seen the commercialized side. You haven't seen the other side. Pastor Neil, if we had a boat that we could get on and take that short little trip over to the country. And he talked about how Recently, one of those storms, he, he begged God and he prayed and they sold things. And they gathered money just so they could gather in a little boat and go over. And there's people just now homeless and giving them the gospel and providing some, some of the, for some of their needs and giving them the gospel. Boy, what, a, what an opportunity. I don't know all God's going to do, but I can say this. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy and forever. Are you saved tonight? Amen. Let's give thanks for that. As your family say tonight, let's give thanks for that. God's been good to us as a church. Let's give thanks. Today's been a little bit different. Tonight's been a little bit different, but I hope you're excited about what God is doing. We got to be humbled at what God is doing. Let me just say this to you, very, be very personal You're needed for the cause of Christ. You're needed for this church. I cannot explain to you all that's in my heart that I believe that God has put there and that I believe God is going to do. But I say to you as your pastor, I need you. This church is needed so that we can do what God has for us to do. Let's pray for one another. Let's, let's keep the Lord first. Pray for your pastor. Uh, pray, for, pray for people. Pray for souls to be saved. And let's rejoice in the goodness of God. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness.